welcome to another episode of Muscle Fitness Health with me, Ads Fitness. Today, just going to talk a little on something that I tend to go over quite a lot with clients, but uh, haven't actually done in a podcast yet. And that is the two main mechanisms that are behind muscle growth. There are other elements too, like stretching that can have an effect, but these two mechanisms should be considered, built into a training plan and also worked in a way that you're not going to overdo things as to overtrain and tip that recovery balance. Um, there's a reason, you see, like for top bodybuilders aren't in the gym for four, five, six hours a day, right? There's a delicate balance between intensity, volume, and pushing those boundaries, but without over-tipping things so that you're overloading your central nervous system, which will hinder your recovery. And over time, that will unoptimize the hormonal environment and can you know, prevent progress altogether at some point if you continue. So the first and primary sort of mechanism behind muscle growth is what we call like the progressive overload. And that is basically the tearing down of the muscle fiber by putting it through a stimulus that's greater than what it's been through before in order for it to build stronger and uh, it, as it recovers. Okay, so that would be lifting a weight for a certain amount of reps that is heavier than what you've done before or adding that extra rep or two. And over time, gradually progressing that stimulus is going to lead to progressing your strength progressing your strength you're going to increase that size of the muscle so yeah it's put quite simply if you progress your bench press from 60 kilos to 80 over the course of a year or so you're going to have a have a bigger chest as long as you're obviously using the mind muscle collection which i've talked about thinking the first episode now to give an example of how this would work I'm going to kind of walk through um, a, a, an example of like a particular big lift. Something this is kind of what I do with, with clients as well and talk them through like some stuff on their plans. Now, the, with that being like the main sort of mechanism behind growth, I would tend to focus on that at the start of the workouts when we're fresher. There may be exceptions, but generally the big lifts, the ones where we're focusing on that progressive overload element, they're going to be the ones that we do at the start of a workout. So let's take, well, let's use that as an example, um, a bench press. Okay. So providing all the mind muscle connection elements are in place, which we've talked about before. If I were to be doing four sets for a bench press, my focus being on progressive overload. It's important first to remember that progressive overload element only really needs to come on one set, okay? Remember what I said about having a balance. So you don't want to have too many sets in your workout that are going to be at a super high intensity, right? Because you're going to be overloading the central nervous system. There's a fine balance between the intensity and also the volume. Now, if I'm looking at you doing progressive overload on a bench press, the sets that lead up, let's say I'm doing, going to do uh, three sets. The first two sets are just going to be leading up to that all-out final set, okay? And it's that final set, which is the important one, that I'm going to be fighting for progress on. And one of the things that often comes up is, how do I know what weight to use to start with, right? Well, if you consider the goal, the goal being the final set progress, 
then the priority on your earlier sets is to not do anything that's going to take away from that. And whatever you are doing on those earlier sets should only actually serve what you're going to be trying to do on that final set. So you're looking at the weights and you think, well, how much should I be putting on this bar? Well, you've probably done a couple of warm-up sets with the bar only, okay, just to get the blood flowing. Then if you're thinking, okay, maybe I can put a couple of 20s on. One of the mistakes that I will see sort of people make is that the gap between the weight they use on that first set relative to what they're using on the final set is too small. Okay, so people might, uh, if they're going to do, say, 80 on the, you know, if you think you do 80 on the final set, obviously people do stuff like 70, 75, 80, right? Now, if you're doing 70, 75, and then 80, well, you're going to be quite a little bit fatigued by the time you come to that final set. So those, that final set, potentially, you could probably lift more than 80 for, for those reps. Let's say we've got a rep range of 8 to 10, okay? Now, if I was thinking about doing 80 on the final set, my first set is probably going to be something like 60 at the most, okay? But always err on the side of going too light on that first set rather than too heavy, now, if you risk, because obviously this can be tricky with ego and all, right? If you risk going too heavy on that first set, you're then going to have taken away from what you can do on that final set. So if I think 60, I'm going to make sure I'm going to go with 50 for my first set. Okay. Now, let's say I do my 10 reps. That 10 reps should be relatively easy. You know, if you're thinking that you might be able to do an eight rep max with 80, then that first set should only be around like sort of 85, 90% of your maximum effort, okay? So let's say we stop at 10. Maybe you could have actually gone and pushed yourself for 20. And this is what I'll tend to do. So that first set looks really, really easy. It's like people will look and think, it barely looks like he's working out, right? But what I'm doing is I'm rehearsing that movement, getting some blood flow into the muscle, and I'm zoning in on that mind-muscle connection, okay? And then I might push the weight up to 70. So for that second set, I'm going to challenge myself a little bit more, right? But I'm still going to stop at like 10 reps, even if I could have actually like pushed that for maybe 15. So maybe like 95% of my maximum effort, okay? So I didn't don't want to go to failure, but I want it to be a little tougher, right? I want to feel like I'm starting to, to feel it now, starting to get, get a workout in, okay? Take that longer rest then for that all-out final set. And let's say the final set, I go with that 80 kilos. I've got eight to 10 reps. It's important to remember here that the muscle will know the intensity that you've put it through, but it's not going to think, hey, he's done eight reps, 10 reps. I'm going to respond a certain way. Of course, there's a difference between like, you know, six and 20, okay? But whether you're doing like eight, nine, 10, the muscle's not going to like think you've hit a magic number, so I'm going to respond a certain way. But it does know the stress that it's been through. So if on that final set, we're going for 80 kilos and you're going for it and like you fail, at, let's say you fail at seven reps, that's fine, okay? Because it's that all out set and it's that all out to failure, that intensity that matters, what you do then though, is you use your logbook, you write down on week one with my bench press, I used 80 kilos on the final set and I got seven reps. Now on the following week, if you've got the weights right for that set one and two, they can stay the same. Remember, it's about progressing the final set. 
So you don't want to try to progress the earlier ones. Don't think it'll help you more. It's only, if you try to do that, it's only going to take away from your performance on the important final set. An analogy sometimes used is like seeing those earlier sets as like, like when the sprint is about to 100 metres, right? You'll see them burst out the blocks a few times. It is almost like that, a second warm-up, okay? So on week two, you'll look back in your logbook and you'll see, okay, I was aiming for a rep range of 8 to 10. I used 80 kilos and I got seven reps. So I would then use the same weight on week two, but I will fight for more reps, okay? And then when you eventually get to that higher end of the rep range, so when you start hitting 10 or above reps with that 80 kilos, the following week after that is when I'll push the weight up and go for the 82.5. Because in doing it that way, you're either going to be progressing the reps or the weight week on week, okay? And over time, that will add up. If you try to progress in two greater increments, then you're ultimately just going to lose connection with the muscle, okay? You're not going to go from 80 to 90 in a week. If you think about it, you'll be bench pressing a thousand like kilos or something within a year. It's not going to happen, right? So just fight for that extra rep or two or extra couple of kilos every week. Now, I'll usually do that for like two, three of the most lifts and then move on to that second main mechanism of muscle growth, which is the metabolic stress component, okay? That's that cell swelling. So analogy I use here is like Arnold or Dorian Yates, right? They were both onto something before we knew all this science. Like Arnold talked about the pump and we do like a lot more volume talking about the blood flow into the muscle and like we now know through the metabolic stress understanding that is actually a scientific mechanism that induces muscle growth same with Dorian Yates where he'd do hardly any sets much shorter workouts but would be a crazy intensity and he'd be driving for progress week on week they were both onto something and that's why I like to combine both these elements into the same workout so when we've used our energy we've progressed those final sets on the big lifts move on some metabolic stress work and this might be like cable crossovers and at this point we're chasing the feeling so it's not so important to have the weights going up every set we might do a little more volume because the recovery on like a final set to failure crossovers is nowhere near as demanding as recovering from like a seven, eight rep max weight bench press, okay? So we can do a little more volume on these. And and the way, a good way to look at this is to imagine like a window, right? A square. Now what your goal is, is to fill that square with intensity and volume. You want to fill it as much as possible, but if you go outside the, the lines of the square, then you're tapping into your recovery too much. You're overtraining, right? So, If you draw a circle in the middle of that square where like the top and the sides of the circle touch the sides of the square, so it's perfectly fitted in the middle, see that circle as your max intensity, right? So that's your big lifts, final sets, progressive overload element, okay? But you've still got these corners of the square, right, that aren't filled in. And that's where we'll put in the metabolic stress work and some more volume to fill in those corners. So... That could be with something like a like cable crossover. We're talking a chest day still, pet deck, where you could do, you could even do like five sets of like a pet deck, right? For the 12 to 15 reps, usually slightly higher on the rep range. Shorter rests. Now, 
the way to look at this is the metabolic stress component is chasing effectively that lactic acid buildup, okay? We're chasing the pump now. So we don't want to rest too long to let all those elements clear. We want all that blood flowing into the muscle. And yet, if you think about it, on the big lift, on the bench press, before that final set, we may rest a little longer to clear some of that lactic acid because we want to perform really well on that final set and really push the weight. So we've got two different goals and we slightly alter how we're training throughout the course of the workout. So by the time we're doing the metabolic stress element, let's say we're doing five sets of pec day, 12 to 15 reps, it might just take 45 seconds and actually trying to minimize the weight that I need there to get the stimulus because lower weight means lower intensity means we can do more volume, fill out these corners. We've done the intensity work. So I will go, still start too light rather than going too heavy, but all those sets can be a little closer to failure as long as that failure isn't throwing your shoulders forward and forcing the reps but perfect contractions on your chest and taking it to failure that way without actually moving other parts of the body. Because in doing that, we can do slightly higher volume without overdoing the intensity. Guys, hope that makes sense. Hope you've enjoyed the episode and uh, I'll see you next time.